Welcome to the Money and Coffee Show, where we discuss different topics on how to live financially healthy. If we can live financially healthy, so can you. My name is Melvin. I'm Pedro. Today, we want to talk about our process behind making a big buying decision. The goal of this episode is to help you make smarter, thought-out buying decisions and avoid buyer's remorse. So first things first, let's jump into what is buyer's remorse. According to Wikipedia, buyer's remorse is the sense of regret after having made a purchase. It's frequently associated with the purchase of an expensive item, such as a vehicle or real estate. And, I mean, the remorse can be caused by various factors, such as the person purchased a product now rather than waiting. So this is like when you rush to make that purchase, you know, when you jump right into it without even thinking impulse buying yeah basically yeah and uh the item was purchased in an unethical unethically unsound way is another another uh example so like you know a thought that comes to mind is like did you buy the tv off that guy that says it fell off a truck you know (laughs) and now you're like thinking back and forth back and forth should i have bought this from this guy it's kind of sketchy yeah uh, or like the purchased object was something that would not be acceptable to others. And of course, another impact is uh, of, to buyer's remorse is purchasing on borrowed money. Yeah. So, I mean, borrowed money, you know, all things could be tied in with that. Yeah. And this buyer's remorse is caused by basically one of the things not doing research, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, on your product. So. Yeah that's one of our biggest points is do research on what you're planning to purchase and also competing products. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have buyer remorse a long time ago when I bought my Jeep. I, um, I shouldn't have bought it so rushed because I felt like I wanted it so bad because it was such a nice vehicle. Um, but I did sell that vehicle after a while. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, Um, So what I think about as well as, um, you know, big buying decision is, will it work for you or will you work for it? I told you a long time ago that I bought an iPad. It wasn't a long time ago. It was probably like four months ago. But I bought an iPad and I was like, man, I shouldn't have bought this. I just wanted one. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. And what you told me was make it work for you. And at the time I was like, how am I going to make it work for you or work for me? You know what I mean? But... I did a little bit more research and I'm like, man, you know what? He is right. If you're listening to this and you're having buyer remorse of a product or whatever it is, you have two choices. You could either return it or get it to work for you. In some cases, you can't return big ticket items. So the best option that you have is to make it work for you. And what I mean by making it work for you or what you try to explain to me at that point, particular time when I bought that, and I will use that iPad as an example is that instead of me watching Naruto all day long on it, you know, and just scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, I got to make it fuel my side hustle. Like for money and coffee, for example, I take all my notes on there and I can pass it on to whatever device, text it to you and be like, hey, this is such a good idea. Um, Or it can make me more organized with other side hustles. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so besides me just complaining about, man, I shouldn't have bought it, just make it work for you, even though it's just a device that you just purchased on an impulse buy. Um, it's such a big screen on there that it's more productive for me, and that's how I make it work for me. And that's what I mean when, 
either that's just an example for my iPad. You can do that for pretty much anything that you buy. Exactly. I mean, you know, if you're Jeep that you purchased and you're like buyer's remorse, mm -hmm. is it working for you or are you working for it? I mean, one thing I remember you doing was you were driving for uh, a rideshare company and yeah. you were making money yeah. off of off of the uh, the Jeep. The Jeep, yep. the Jeep yep. was making you money. Exactly. And uh, I recently turned 30 years old back in November and congratulations thank you <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's kind of something about hitting those 30s that makes you kind of just change your mindset a little bit I know it's cliche to say but it's true and I'm at the point in my life where I'm only making b big purchases as an investment yes so basically I ask myself will this purchase help me financially in the future because if I'm per making a big purchase and it's literally just taking my money and that's the end of the story and I might get a little bit of satisfaction from the purchase for the next few weeks or so, then it's not worth buying. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. I only want to make things that will make, I only want to buy things that will make me money yeah. in return. They'll work for you. they work for me. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I know that doing your research on what you're planning to purchase and also on competing products, like as I mentioned before, I wanted to touch on that a little bit. I mentioned checking reviews on competing products because our minds tend to shift toward the popular choices. And so sometimes we overlook a less popular product that will actually do everything we need it to do. And imagine that, cost less. Therefore, saving us money, maybe to even put toward the maintenance budget for that product. Exactly. So another way I make products affordable is I wait some time for it to go on sale. So that way it'll become more affordable. Yeah. Being a step behind is another way for it to be more affordable. Let me explain. Yes, please. <laughs> you shouldn't buy something that you have to pre-order in 2020 or in 2021. You should buy something that came out in 2019 or 2018 because most of the time they're trying to get it off the shelves faster you know exactly what you're getting when you buy it that a product's been out for a while because it has more reviews on it people have owned it for a while and they can tell you if it was a good purchase or not yeah and that's that's another thing read reviews from multiple sources actually yeah. if possible so you, you know go on different sites yep. check it out from yep. different points of view because if you a lot of times I mean, I've found that certain websites use reviews from people who have been paid to have the product. Yeah. And so to me, that's kind of like a biased decision or a biased review. Yeah. Like if someone paid me to write a review on a laptop that they gave me, yeah. you know, that's kind of biased. But when you, you want reviews from people who actually paid out of their own pockets to yeah. use the product because they're typically going to be more honest. Yeah. I mean, think about this. If someone won a car and then they're like asked to write a review on this vehicle, they're, what do you think they're going to be like? I mean, after 
being so happy about <laughs> getting this car. They're just like, oh my God, I want this vehicle. It's the best car in the world. Yeah. Nothing could be wrong with it. Yeah. You know, or they might throw in like little things are there versus the person who like saved every penny yeah uh, or yeah. is crazy in debt yeah well. you know <laughs> they're gonna be very more picky about each detail of the vehicle absolutely and a lot of websites will tell you whether or not this was a, a person who was paid to write a review or who was given the product but yeah. i mean yeah. you know it kind of comes full circle because remember we talked about influencers and how yeah they, and, yeah. and all that so that's that's another episode that we'll be releasing soon yeah about influencers so I'll, the other process that goes through my head is it a distraction mm. as busy as we are oftentimes we get bored yep. what happens when we get bored we go online we go on social media we hang out with friends so we look at distractions and think lee it, it it usually leads to impulse spending. I am a victim to that subject. You are looking for something to put your attention into and it can be very costly. So what I do is I have a list and it has all my, I list out every single thing and I call it go-tos. And they literally cost me no money or very little, such as reading a book. I love reading books, especially about real estate, business, self-improvement. Shout out to Stephen Furtick. He writes some good books. Yep. Uh, my favorite episode or watching my favorite episode of Naruto. <laughs> Take a nap, game, spend time with family, so and so. And that's just to name a few. I don't have my list in front of me, but man, I do love to do these things. And they're so inexpensive. So it, it, it draws me away from being on social media, going out with friends. And when you hang out with friends, they make you, depending on... Who you're hanging who your out with. Is. Yeah. You have bougie friends. Yeah. They're going to be like, man, I want to go here, 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 here. I'm like, man, that doesn't fit my budget. Yeah. Absolutely. And one big, one other big point that I take or that I think about before making a buying decision, a big buying decision is I learned to be happy without it. And you have to ask yourself, can you be happy without this purchase without this product without owning this you know and the reason why is because possessions offer temporary joy not true happiness yeah. and so if you're happy and satisfied prior to making a big purchase you're less likely to run into an expectation gap after you purchase you know your product because you weren't relying on that product to bring you happiness happens all the, time. all the time you buy something and then you're not satisfied buyer's remorse and then you're just regretting the whole decision some things you buy you can't return yeah. and now you're stuck with this yeah and if you learn to be happy with it a lot of times you realize you don't even need it yeah you know and just think about this remember that they're already working on the next new device you know sometimes we want to buy this this brand new device we want to jump on it or we you know we think that it's going to change our lives mm -hmm. and we want the latest and greatest only to realize that the latest and greatest was the latest and greatest just for that week or for that, for those few months. Yeah. Or it wasn't even all that great. Oh yeah. Or it wasn't even all that great. You know what I mean? And for sure for, because it, it might not have fit what you needed it 
to to do for you you exactly. know those, those expectations yeah in themselves yeah and uh, almost every big purchase requires maintenance oh yeah so you know that's something big to think about yeah um another thing that i i, I love to do this 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 probably one of my favorite rules um is the 24-hour rule is if you're going to buy something that takes a lot of energy to think about and to like on the spot and you'd be like, man, I don't know if I should really buy this. And then you just do it anyway, just because you, you, you have the money to do it, but it's not a reason why you should buy it just because you have the money. But the 24 hour rule is you just take 24 hours to think about it. Don't buy it. Say, Hey, I want to do this. Um, I want to buy this. And you'd be like, eh, I don't know. So then you take 24 hours. And what I like to do in those 24 hours is I like to seek advice. I like to make a budget. I like to put a plan in action. And I like to think about my priorities first. That way I can sit back and I can marinate in the decision before I be like just a rash decision. Because if you're Say for example, a, a vehicle, you're, you're sitting across from a salesperson. They're trying to make every single penny off of you. Yep. So they're going to be like, no, you should buy it. You should sign this paper. If I give you a deal. Oh my God. I hate when they do that. that is <laughs> they like... flip over the paper and they say, they put an X with a line and they say, if I find you a good deal with a good price, you'll walk away with a car. And then you sign the paper. They're going to make every single possible way you sign that paper you have to get this car yep and i mean that's it's just they're just trying to rush your impulsiveness is basically for sure without i mean clouding your judgment and that's why i always say dentist over car dealership yeah. i mean to me i'd rather go to the dentist i'd rather go to a dmv rather than go to a, a dealership yeah i mean yeah because you're absolutely right let me ask you this question because you had mentioned that you seek advice mm -hmm. within the 24-hour period yeah. that you do who do you seek advice from so i always tend to whoever is in my circle so it depends on what i'm trying to buy so for example if it's a a iphone or a typical phone or anything like that i always seek out who has it in my circle who i can trust and mm -hmm. say to give me a unbiased um review on that product so for example if i'm trying to buy the next big phone that comes out i'd be like hey let me go ask my brother because he knows a lot about you know or you <laughs> since yeah. you're sitting across from me yeah um, you know, do you like the phone? Did you like it? Did you like the camera? Did you like this specific feature that I'm looking into getting the phone for? Or is like this overrated? Is this feature? Is exactly. It, is it a gimmick? Yeah, exactly. Should I buy it? Yeah. Um, another thing is, uh, real estate. I love real estate. I do do a lot of research in real estate. People who ask is good brokers, real estate agents. Um, my wife's boss, he manage or he owns a lot of, uh, apartment complexes. I seek advice for people who know what they're talking about and I can tell in their, their, how they answer and, um, how their demeanor is if I'm standing across from them to see if they're really legit. Yeah. Yeah. If they sound confident. Exactly. And, and I, 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 I ask, um, my wife, I talk to my wife as well about some stuff. I'm like, Hey baby, this is what I'm talking about doing. Um, also is. Um, say for example, if it's you, I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to buy this. Even if you have no idea on what the product is, you legit tell me, okay, well, is it a priority? Do you need it? Is there a cheaper option? You start asking me questions about, um, 
you know, why are you going to get it? And then if you start like stumbling with your words, it's like, ah, oh, you shouldn't probably get the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's a lot of, it's, it's a, it's a quite a few people who I ask, who I know, um, and they give me unbiased reviews and that's who I really go. I don't really read a lot of, I do do a lot of research on the internet, but not as much as, you know, I take it like a grain of salt with some of the reviews that they put on there because it's all opinions. You know, it's this, it might've worked great for that person, but they might've, this other person was using it wrong. So it might've not worked for them. Right. You know? Absolutely. And I mean, for, for, yeah, thank you. And thank you for answering that. That's great. I think for, for people who don't have like those type of friends or circles around them who have owned devices that they're trying to purchase or whatever it is, housing. I mean, you know, there's always your parents always have like that great wisdom for the most part on a variety of, of products and big buying decisions out there. I mean, they've had to make big buying decisions themselves. And, yeah. You know, they have a lot of wisdom in their head. So, I mean, I know that I still go to my parents for advice on certain things, you yeah. know, purchasing vehicles yeah. for one, you know, I'm not exactly the, the most car savvy guy you know what i mean like yeah yeah i don't i don't know a lot of things in regards to a vehicle so but going in there prepared and thinking things through i feel a lot more confident when i go to purchase a vehicle that i'm making the right decision at the end of the day because i have you know the right wisdom behind my decision yeah and if 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 somebody tells me you only live once that's automatically I throw oh, that nope. out the Get out the out window. Here. Yeah, nah, <laughs> no, no. I'm good. I remember there was this guy at one of my jobs. He was like, I, was, I think I told him that I was buying a new car. I was in the market, and he was like, "Oh man, at your age, I was probably like 22." Mm-hmm. He was like, "At your age, man, you should own, uh, you know, whatever the the latest model is, and you know, you're young, <laughs> live it up." And I'm like, that's that's one of the worst um, advice you could give a young person because they're going to take it because especially if somebody is is wiser than you are or, you know, like they live longer than you. So they've been through the process multiple times. You can take that and be like, wow, well, he's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't know that person's financial situation. situation. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, you know, it's like that's where I was like, I mean. There's a big difference between age and wisdom. Yeah, you know you can have one or the you can have one or the other. So you can have the age, but not the wisdom, or you can have the wisdom, but not the age. Yeah, or you could have both. Well, this guy had the age; he didn't <laughs> have the, the wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, we 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 did grow up with with a mom and a dad in the household. And mom always said, "Save our money." You know, save it, save it, save it. And then dad always said, "You know." Uh, shout out to dad he was good at he was great at a lot of things but he always said man you should buy 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 i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah he did he lo- my dad loved our dad loved spending and my mom our mom loved Save. saving yeah. and it was two very different dynamics but it worked for them but i know that the the wiser thing to do is you know to try and save especially at a young age it's young age you know yeah. because you have a you know, long future ahead of you. And it makes buying or when you when you save at a younger age, you see buying stuff different than if you're a spender. And I'm not saying that a spender is a bad thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that it makes you think of buying something 
you you have more of a process to buying something big than if you were just a natural spender. Because if you're a natural spender, you just don't really think about what happens in the future. You don't you don't really tend to think about those things versus when you save. You're more conservative um, buying something big. Yeah, and absolutely. And you know, I'm in the process of starting my own my own business, my own company. Congrats. Thank hey. you. Hey. <laughs> and all the tools, everything that I needed to start that I need to start the company, I did research on it for for a long time. Yeah. Like over a year yeah. of what I needed to start, you know, watching different videos and opinions from people and information from people who have been there. Yeah. And I mean, I I made a list. I checked it twice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I made a list and <laughs> and I definitely felt more confident about what I was buying and I still wasn't 100% on some of the things that I had purchased for my company but i made sure that i bought stuff that was returnable yeah as well because you know at least i was able to return some of the items that i'd purchased and get uh, something better or something that i had more confidence in and that would work better for my company exactly exactly and jay-z said it best well at least i think it was (laughs) (laughs) jay-z someone said it he said, if you can't buy it 10 times, you can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, research that. I have, I'll, I'll tweet it out. Okay. And that's good. That That's something to think about. If you can't buy 10 of something, you can't afford, afford it. it. Yeah. It, it does, man. Because I, I, one time I wanted to buy a Nintendo Switch, and I was like, man, I can't even afford this. Why am I going to buy it right now? Uh, and that, that, that actual quote, I don't know who said it, man. I'll, I'll do some research on it but yeah and last thing i want to talk about is a long-term maintenance budget what i mean by that is what is the long-term cost for your big purchase things to think about can i afford the insurance Mm. for this big purchase can I afford the maintenance? Can I afford the monthly payments, the accessories, etc.? You have to take all of this into consideration. And I'll tell you about my experience. When I was 20, when I was in my early 20s, I don't remember. I think I was 21. I think I was 21 or 20. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm making decent money. You know, I was still living with my parents at the time. And I was like, you know, I want to upgrade my car because this is an opportunity for me to have a luxury vehicle just because just because I wanted a luxury <laughs> car. So I went in, bought myself a luxury vehicle and it was great. And I did have some buyer's remorse after because of uh, the long term costs of my of my car that I did not think about at the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, the insurance, actually, the insurance, I think, stayed the same because it was a used luxury vehicle. But the maintenance on it, like, I didn't know. I was used to my $20 <laughs> drive-up oil change, <laughs> and I wasn't ready for a $200 oil change. Yeah. Like, starting. Just, like, they were like, oh, well, it's not just an oil change. You know, we also inspect the wipers and uh, clean it for you. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't ask now for that. Yeah, and now I still feel as bad for spending $200 <laughs> on an oil change for the yeah. most part. 
And, um, I mean, just things to think about, you know, because it, it, that's why I talked about, I think I had mentioned it earlier that, that saving money in the beginning, you can put that money towards the maintenance budget. And this is what I was referring to. So if you're buying something that's less popular, a less popular product or something that, that is cheaper, but it does everything you need it to do, then that money that you're saving, you can put towards your maintenance yeah. for or upkeep for that product. You know what I mean? Like you buy a new device, a, a new cell phone, and you're going to need accessories for it. Yeah. And you want you want the latest and greatest. However, 90% of what the phone does, you don't even need. You don't even need. I don't, man, I don't even use half the product or half the um, perks on my phone. I remember I bought another phone. I had to buy it because it was for work. And it was not cheap. Um, and then several months later, my my screen, my, my screen cracked. And I just left it like that for a while. And then all of a sudden, my screen goes green. And then I at least I still see things. I was like, it's still usable. I'm good. I'm not going to buy another one. Then it goes black. And I'm, I still hear the phone calls. I hear everything. But it costed me $200 to fix the screen. Ooh. I went to T-Mobile first. And then T-Mobile was like, nah, you got to buy a new phone. We can't fix it for you. And I was like, nah, nah, somebody's going to fix it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I take it to, I forgot what's the name of it. Um, you Break, I Fix. And I gave it to them as $200. And they explained to me why I was like that. And I was like, wow. Back in the day when, when I had a phone, screens didn't even break. Yeah. And now I'm like, man, I'm buying this phone. But if you drop this phone, you got to basically, if it's unfixable, you got to buy a new one. Buy a brand new one. Or you got to fix the screen, which costs you 200 to $300, depending on the type of screen that it has. And God forbid you break both sides of the phone because they're both glass. So it's like. That's a terrible feeling. That's Yeah. So that's why it it comes into where you, you learn to save before you get into the problem that way you don't have you you have an emergency fund and if you make a big big purchase and it backfails you still have some money to recover from it absolutely and did you know that one of the reasons that i didn't mention for buyer's remorse is because you buy it and you realize how sensitive it is Mm. and you're Mm. like oh man i don't know if i could you know this is like too much like you know my new laptop i don't know if if it's gonna, I if drop I'm gonna it, be able somebody, to take care of it. Yeah, somebody takes it. Yeah, or yeah, you're worried about someone stealing it. Yeah, or something like that. And that's that's another. And reason then for yeah, and remorse. then if if you know, hopefully nobody ever takes your your possessions and your stuff. But if you don't sign up for the insurance before you you buy the product, like when you're going to buy, like mm-hmm. for example, any phones, they ask you to for insurance. You know, and then if you don't pay it because you don't pay the extra five bucks, then if it gets destroyed, they don't even want to cover it because you didn't buy the insurance. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So that's another thing. That's why you got to make that's what you got to do your research before you buy something and be like, hey, how much is this going to cost me in insurance, maintenance, stuff like that? Yeah. And I mean, we really hope that you listeners um, really take all of these, take it in. And just think about this before, think about all these points before making your next big buying decision. We hope that this helps. Yeah. If you have any other tips, 
then feel free to email us or comment and you know tweet it out to us and thank you so much for listening guys we really appreciate it i appreciate it uh once again my name is melvin i'm pedro and this is the money and coffee show peace peace